When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Draymond's doing his podcast. The question is, is he actually showing up to these games? Because he did not last night in Boston. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today. What is up? We, of course, are on SiriusXM Channel 80 on your smart speaker as well. Good morning, Mr. Canty. Yeah, Draymond Green had more energy for his podcast at 3 a.m. last night than he did on the basketball court. Yeah, and apparently he just decided that last night it was not important to contribute to his team, and that played a role in the Celtics. Now with a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals, we've got so much to get to. Jam-packed show over the next couple hours, including a new massive contract for another NFL wide receiver and just more dumb comments that come from nowhere. We will get to it all, but right now we roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. Passing for Wiggins, couldn't thread the needle. Horford's got it. Down floor for Tatum, made the catch. Finds Brown at the rim for the two-hand slam. We played in front of rude people before, dropping F-bombs with children in the crowd. Real classy. Good job, Boston. Listen, you can't get too wrapped up in that, Clay. Be, be more focused on the fact that you actually showed up last night, and it was nice to see Clay play well, but boy, we'll get to those misguided comments in just a little bit. Chris, look, the Celtics are up 2-1, and you can sit here and blame Draymond Green all you want, and I would completely understand it, but he is not the sole reason that the Celtics are in charge right now in this series. He is a reason for what happened last night, but there are quite a few, and the two biggest ones that really come out to me, and the biggest one of all, truly, is is not just that the Celtics are absolutely killing the Warriors in the paint, but more importantly, the I can't believe I'm saying this, the Golden State Warriors have no answers offensively if it's not in transition. They cannot score in the half court right now, and that is it. No, they can't score in the half court because Boston is by far the more physical team on the defensive side, and it's led by Robert Williams, who again proved how valuable he is to what the Celtics do on the defensive side of the court. Last night, being able to have four blocks, three steals to go along with ten rebounds, and three of those were on the offensive glass, but just his energy inside the paint makes it so much easier for the perimeter defenders for the Boston Celtics to be more aggressive. And that's why you're not seeing the Golden State Warriors get the looks, especially at the three-point line, that we're accustomed to seeing. So credit where credit is due. The Boston Celtics defensively were able to set the tone. And then offensively, Jalen Brown set the tone for what Boston would do. Going at Draymond Green's neck at the beginning of that game. There was one sequence, big fella, where Draymond Green was guarding Jalen Brown and Derek White was coming up to set a high pick to get into a pick and roll and get the switch on Steph Curry, Jalen Brown waved him off. He said, no, 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 no. I got the guy I want. 
let me go at Draymond. And he he gets into the paint and he finishes with a little five-foot jumper. But, I mean, Jalen Brown doing that 17 points in the first quarter, knocking down the first bucket of the game with a three-point look, another three-pointer in the corner later on in the quarter. I thought he was tremendous, and he set the tone for his team. And you know what else? Draymond Green set the tone for the Golden State Warriors. Yes, he did. He in set a the tone way. in a bad way. In and a that's, terrible and that's, way. And that's coming off a of game, too, where he set the tone in a good way. So you've seen these extremes with Draymond. And so while we're talking about Draymond Green, and he's going to be the focal point of a lot of critics this morning and this afternoon, I will say this. A lot of the things that people are talking about when it comes to Draymond Green, he brought it on himself. Oh, no question. He brought it on himself. Because Draymond Green was the one that said he earned preferential treatment from the refs after game two. And then we're talking about Draymond Green in his post-game press conference after game three saying that he was worried about how the refs would officiate the game. Well, if you're worried about how the refs are going to officiate the game, maybe you don't talk out of school. Maybe you don't get out of pocket in that instance where you saw Zach Zarba and Tony Brothers give you a little leeway when you could have got your second technical foul and got ejected in game two. Maybe you don't do that. So you don't have to worry about fouling out in game three. So you don't have to worry about getting technical fouls in game three. Because if Draymond can't go out there and be the physical presence, the force, the agitator, the guy that plays with the edge for the Golden State Warriors, they have no shot in this series. Well, it was twofold there from the Celtics' perspective. They didn't bite on any of Draymond's antics at any point during the game. And as you said, they set the tone with it early And Draymond, who has been described several times as the engine for the Golden State Warriors, so that engine stalled out last night. There's no doubt about that. Here's Steve Kerr after the game on the lack of energy from Draymond and the rest of his team. I mean, he's he's one of our our best players, obviously a championship player, and... um... You know, he's, uh, we rely on him for his, his energy and his, his brain. And um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, he'll bounce back. He always does. And, uh, you know, tough night for, for all of us. I mean, we just, uh, we just couldn't, couldn't get it going. Um, and uh, not much else to say. 2-1. Uh, we got a day tomorrow to, to prepare for, for game four, and we'll, we'll get back at it. That leads us to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It wasn't hard to see that the officials and Scott Foster being there last night, it wasn't even going to be about Draymond necessarily getting technical fouls and uh, getting ejected from the game last night. It was more about the fact that they were not giving him any leeway defensively, and you end up, as a result, with more fouls than points and assists combined in the game. Yeah, that's that not, cannot happen. Yeah, that's not a good place to be, but we also have to acknowledge the disparity in the foul calls overall. You're talking about six more personal fouls for the Golden State Warriors than the Boston Celtics, yep. and the Celtics getting to the line nine more times. That makes a difference when you're talking about the best two teams in the NBA playing on the biggest stage that the game has to offer in the finals. So when you start talking about the different things that Draymond Green is doing throughout this series and all of the big talk, it is going to influence how the officials referee the game, and it's also going to influence how the other team responds. And last night it was clear that some of the things that Draymond Green did and said in Game 2 and after Game 2 affected the mentality of the Boston Celtics coming into Game 3. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And with that in mind, Draymond, after the game, was asked about if his podcast is becoming a distraction for the team. Now... The context in which this question was asked 
actually had to do more with uh, the the idea that he was giving away state secrets on how they were going to uh, <laughs> defend different players, which he has not done. There has not been X's and O's. So the way the question was asked was problematic, but the bigger so, issue So is, let me ask you this question. Before we get to your bigger issue, did that reporter deserve the energy that Draymond Green gave him? No, Draymond, listen, Draymond's going to go and bully you. Take a listen to what it sounded like. Are you conscious at all of what you're saying about the X's and O's, the game plans, the adjustments could be making their way back to Boston staffers and influencing their decision-making at all? No. I don't say much different on the podcast than I say to you right here. So, nah. What's the X's and O's that I said on the podcast? Only real thing I, I noticed that like really stood out, you talked about how to cover White, Smart, and Horford differently between games one and two. That was really only... Oh, yeah, that was just contesting shots. That, if that's X's and O's, then I don't... You're reaching for something. It's all good, though. Keep going. <laughs> reaching heavy. The only thing... You find that they are taking X's and O's away from your, your podcast. Uh, well, the only thing you've said is um, White, Smart, and Horford. I'm not trying to blow it up. I, nah, I mean, you, you went for it, but yeah. hey, respect. Appreciate the podcast uh, promo you just gave me, though. Him, the Draymond Green Show. You Next time, just mention it that way. See, here's okay, the, that last part was funny. It was funny. That last part was funny. <laughs> it, it, it was funny, but it also is – that's not the real question. The real question there is, is it a distraction and – when he is saying the things that he says, and it actually influences how the game is officiated, of course it is a distraction. And you are not helping your team. I could never, I, I never wanted to buy into the idea that he was starting to try to take pressure off of his team mm-hmm. by talking like that, because I, it was clear that it was going to do more harm than good. It, the, especially the second yesterday morning that we found out Scott Foster was on the game. Well, you're saying that, but Clay Thompson was able to break out of his stump, his slump last night. I mean, Clay Thompson had a heck but of a ball game. Do you think that's why he dropped 25 points? Andrew Wiggins dropped another. What was it? 18. 20. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins played. He dropped 18 points. So I mean, you're talking about those guys combining for a pretty significant number in terms of overall scoring. So. I, I, I hear what you're talking about in terms of not buying into him having an ulterior motive. Maybe it's Draymond Green not just being able to help himself. But here's the thing that I I have to push back on when it comes to Draymond's podcast not being a problem. If you're winning the series, if you're winning games, if you're playing well, then it's all good. Nobody's going to question what you're doing. But when you're losing and you're playing like trash, that's when it becomes a problem. Carlin, I gave you this this stat when we had our production meeting Uh, This is per Micah Adams on Twitter. There have been 2,553 instances of players logging at least 34 minutes in an NBA Finals game. Draymond is the first one of them to foul out with fewer than five points, five rebounds, and five assists. Arguably the least impactful game in Finals history. When you're doing that, how about you stay off your damn podcast? How about you focus on being able to be that force multiplier for your team? You're a future Hall of Famer that's making $30 million a year, and you only scored two more points than me last night, and you played 34 minutes? That's a problem for me. So when we start talking about is the podcast a distraction, well, that's obvious because you're not playing up to the level that your team needs you to in order to win games. And right now, through three games in this series, you're down 2-1, and you're talking about game four being in TD Garden. It's not a good spot for the Warriors to be in 
And Draymond Green is a big reason why they're in this position. Had a huge factor in game two. There's no doubt. Yeah. But he was MIA. Still not the biggest reason, but a reason to be sure. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let me ask you, because you're saying he's not the biggest reason. No. And, and clearly, he's been, a, the fo- he's been the focal point of this series. Let me right. ask you this question. So you're saying he's not the biggest reason. Are we scapegoating Draymond Green unfairly? Well, that's the question we put out there now. I think that's a great question to ask the audience right now. Is Draymond being scapegoated unfairly, or is he truly the reason that the Warriors lost last night? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want you to be a part of it. I would lean closer to scapegoat at this point, but it doesn't mean he didn't play a role in it. it. I think he's just the face of losing that game last night because there were a lot of other things that are problematic for the Golden State Warriors. This is uh, had been this has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. And we are just getting started on a jam-packed show. So is Draymond the scapegoat or the reason for the Warriors? We hear from you next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Does Steve Kerr think Draymond's podcast is an issue? We hear from him in 30 seconds. Try the $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker, We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Before we get to your calls surrounding Draymond and whether or not he's the reason that the Warriors lost last night or is he the scapegoat for the Warriors last night, here's Steve Kerr. We were discussing a few minutes ago as to whether or not Draymond's podcast is becoming a distraction for the Warriors. Kerr, after the game, was asked that very question. I I don't listen to the podcast (laughs) So I, uh, I haven't. I don't know what he's said on there. It doesn't doesn't bother me. It's it's you know 2022. It's a different world. Uh, so you know, 
it's uh, players are part of the media now. It's been established, so it is what it is. Listen, I, I, Steve is going to say the politically correct answer. Players are a part of the media, but not when they're in the middle of the no. NBA Finals. We need our focus to be on what we're trying to do here. And here's the thing, Carl, and I understand mandated media availability. I get that. So post-game, when they call you to the sure. podium, you got to show up. There's a certain amount of time that you have to make yourself available in the locker room. And, and all of that is well and good. But Draymond Green doing the podcast is something that is totally within his control. And he's done nothing but create distractions by doing that podcast. And here's the other thing, Carlin. When you're on the winning side, nobody questions what you do. But when you're on the losing side, everything is up for debate and interpretation. And that's the place that Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors find themselves in. And it's unnecessary, especially when you're trying to focus on accomplishing the ultimate goal, which is holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy. You would think that a team with championship DNA would have more awareness when we start talking around these types of issues. But to me, this is Draymond Green not being able to help himself, not being able to check his ego. And ultimately, it could be one of those things that cost the Golden State Warriors another championship. When you actually sit there and speak about officiating and double down on it, and then the game gets officiated a little bit differently because of it? And you foul out, Carlin. That's another key. that's what I mean. And you foul out. That's what I mean. And then after the game, come out and say, I was worried about how the officials would treat me. Well, that's a distraction. That's almost the it's definition. It's a distraction that you created. <laughs> it's a. It's not even a distraction. It's a major problem exactly. that you have to fix. So let us get to the calls. Is Draymond being scapegoated here? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You are jamming the phone lines. Let's start it off with Keith up first on ESPN Radio with Canty and Carlin. And for Greeny, Keith, what do you got? Good morning, Canty and Carlin. I, I think it's all distraction, I, and I don't mean it as far as Draymond's a distraction. Draymond is like Kurt Rambis for the for the uh, Lakers, right? He's that guy who does all the dirty work. Well, he needs to go back to being that guy. The real problem is, and I'm going to say it, and people may be upset at me, but Clay is the, he had a good game last night, but he needs to continue to have those good games. He's missing points. Clay's not the reason they lost last uh, night. <laughs> Well, he's well. It's not the reason, but the first two games, he wasn't playing up to snuff. Yeah, right? and they he won one of those games where like he was Clay awful. I, I think he's the bigger. I think he's the bigger reason for the loss. Keith, it doesn't you know, hold water. One. Keith, your argument doesn't hold water. Thanks for the call because they won game two when he played poorly, and last night he actually played well, was hitting shots, and clearly got his confidence back. And they still lost the game. They had their two best players. Played pretty darn well, and they still lost the game. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry combining for 74 points. We're lauding Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum because they all scored over 20. They had five assists, five rebounds. But they scored 20, 79 points. So think about it. It's not a huge disparity between your top three scores. So what was the differentiating factor in game three that tilted the complexion of the game Boston's way? I'll tell you what it was. It was physicality and it was effort. And how do I know that? Look at the disparity in rebounding. 47 rebounds for the Seas to 31 for the Warriors. Look at points points in the paint. Golden State got doubled up by the Boston Celtics in points in the paint. 52 to 26. Carlin, Carlin, second chance points. This is where effort factors in. 22 second chance points for the Boston Celtics, 11 for the Warriors. All of those statistics, all of those metrics, 
That's usually where Draymond Green helps the Warriors dominate, and that did not happen yesterday. So to make the claim that Klay Thompson is more of the blame for the Game 3 collapse versus what we saw from Draymond last night, yeah, that's absolutely and ridiculous. That that's point, ridiculous. On the last point about the second-chance points, when you get those offensive rebounds and the other team's trying to come back, that is particularly demoralizing. Yes. That beats you up mentally. James is next with Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. James, what do you got? I tell you, Draymond Green is definitely a distraction. He's a distraction on the court and off the court, literally. The podcast needs to go, and he needs to prove himself as somebody who they can rely on game in and game out. Three times as many fouls as you have points, that's absolutely ridiculous. Listen. Absolutely ridiculous. And the sad part about it is, is that the whole Warriors organization, guess what? They are tied to him. They're paying him that $30 million. They're going to continue to cover for him when they know deep down he's becoming more and more of a distraction. Now, hang on a second. Let's be fair about it. We are talking about one game, and thanks for the call. It is a problem when all of that happens in terms of what you said and the direct result of what you said last night showing itself in the box score with you fouling out of the game and your team getting officiated differently. However, we can't sit here and say that that's the whole reason that they are in the position that they are because Draymond is a huge reason that they're in the finals to begin with. And he's a huge reason that they won game two because of the way he played in it. No question about it, but here's what I will say. The biggest issue for the Warriors last night defensively was they couldn't stop the ball. The dribble dribble penetration for the Boston Celtics absolutely killed the Golden State Warriors defense. They were able to get to the rim at will. And then when they did rally, when they were able to collapse on dribble penetration, it left opportunities for kickouts for open shots from the perimeter. So their defense, primarily on the, the the, the ball handler and then on the perimeter guys, that was lacking, and Draymond Green was the face of that last night because of how Jalen Brown put that guy in the blender. So those are the types of things where you look at Golden State and you ask yourself, if Draymond Green can't be the stopper in terms of being able to limit the penetration into the paint by ball handlers from the Celtics, how are they going to play defense in effect? It's not going to be Steph Curry. It's not going to be Klay Thompson. It's not going to be Jordan Poole. Maybe Andrew Wiggins. But Draymond Green has got to lead the charge in that respect. And the fact that Golden State had to switch out of the man coverage and go more to zone, it just shows you that they didn't have any answers if Draymond Green is not in the right frame of mind in order to do what he does best. And Golden State was a, was a really good defensive team all season long, in large part because of Draymond. And yes, yes. And that cannot be forgotten, and his role there cannot be forgotten. But let's also be clear. The ball movement that was at an elite level for the Warriors coming into this series has been anything but because of the Celtics defense. It has been anything but with how they have played in the half court, which they have not been able to get anything going. Mike is next on ESPN Radio. Mike, what do you think? Is Draymond the scapegoat or the reason? It's a combination of both. See, Draymond is what Dennis Rodman is without the talent anymore. Let's call it what it is. He doesn't have it anymore. It comes in spurts with him now. And at the end of the day, they just got out. Well, they got overwhelmingly um, rebounded where Draymond Green looked like a lost cause. He looked like a little kid playing against big guys who still don't even know their full potential. 
I hate Boston. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Golden State is not what Golden State was. And it's not because of their scoring, because they can still score. It's just that defensively, Boston knows this guy right here is more talk than he is playing. Well, the, the one guy, there is also one guy who is not getting nearly enough blame for what's going on, and that's Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole has been bad in this series, and we came into this saying that there were four guys legitimately who could put 30 up on a night, and he was one of them. Yeah. And that has not been close to the case at all. And you and I were discussing this before, and I actually – I looked at Wiggins last night, and I know he gave him 18, and defensively uh, he was terrific. But it, and he had a couple of highlight dunks, too. He really did. Yeah. Uh, and I actually said to you, he's got to do more offensively. And you're like, what? And I'm like, the problem is nobody else is doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was sitting there thinking about it as you were saying that in the production meeting. But I, 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 thought, I thought overall, Andrew Wiggins played the best game of anybody in the starting lineup. Now, the plus-minus doesn't reflect that, but I thought Andrew Wiggins was good on the defensive side and he gave you a contribution on the offensive end. It's the other guys that have to step up on defense. They have to play good team defense, and they've got to find ways to be able to help because I don't think they have enough guys individually that can stay in front of their guys when they're in man coverage. And you can't go zone because Boston will shoot you out of that, and they proved that last night. Whether it's Marcus Smart or Peyton Pritchard, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they will shoot you out of the zone. So at some point you're going to have to play man coverage on these dudes and if you can't stay in front of them, then you're going to need to help defense to rally. And last night, they weren't tied together on the defensive end. So Steve Kerr has got to get that buttoned up. But the other guy that we're not giving nearly enough credit for in the outcome of last night's game is Robert Williams. Oh, I, I, keep, I keep saying and it, You said Carlin, this yesterday. You were all over he's it. He's plus 21 in 26 minutes, Carlin. He held the Warriors to one of nine from the field when he was the guy to contest the shot. When he was on the floor, the Warriors shot 39%. When he was off the floor, the Warriors shot 54%. That quantifies the impact that Robert Williams That's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, but here's the other thing. We keep talking about the struggles that the Warriors' offense has in the half court. He's a big reason why. Yes. Because those perimeter defenders for the Boston Celtics know, even if my guy blows past me, I got Time Lord standing right there to help me out. And a big reason why they're getting killed in the paint. Exactly. I can be more physical. I can get more up on my guy when he's on the perimeter and stop the dribble penetration. But even if that guy happens to get around me, I got somebody that can help me out. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. There is one thing that's a little bit tough to take, mm. and that's Clay Thompson after the game <laughs> and his comments about the Boston fans. Oh, take, my gosh. Take a quick lesson. You would think Clay Thompson was a rookie and had never been in a hostile environment before. It was not a factor. We played in front of rude people before, dropping F-bombs with children in the crowd. Real classy. Good job, Boston. Oh, come on, Clay. And then... Not- hold on, hold on, hold on, Carl. Let's, let's, let's stop right here, because we got to address this. By Clay Thompson saying that, I don't like what they did, or, you know, I expect that we played in front of rude people before, real classy Boston, by dropping F-bombs with kids in the crowd. By saying that... Do you think that is going to deter or stop the Boston Celtics fans in TD Garden oh, from yeah. doing that on Friday in I'm Game sure Four? Everybody's going to this is going to cur- this is going to curb that behavior, right? When they when they they huddle up outside before the game. Oh, by the way, guys, 
take it a little easier on the F-bombs on, on Clay Thompson. There, there are kids in the arena. Let's dial this sake. back, okay? Real classy. Let's keep, Good job, Boston. Exactly. Yeah. Let's keep Because this. the Boston Celtics fans are worried about being classy in the garden, rooting for the team in the finals. Meanwhile, Draymond Green. Draymond, how do you, how do you feel you played? You like, know. Yeah, there you go. No, but here's the thing. Draymond Green said that at the podium with his son sitting there. Exactly. With his son sitting there. So Clay Thompson's like, these Boston fans, they're dropping F-bombs. They're rude. They're kids in the crowd. And then his teammate, Draymond, is at the post-game press conference with his son and just drops a four-letter word. It's Clay. I, Clay it's Stop all yourself, you're doing. man. All you're Stop doing is yourself. making it worse. Stop yourself. And Draymond, veteran move, by the way, because he knows that they were going to come at him because he played terribly. Bring the let kid me, out let there. Me, let me bring the kid out here, too. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me bring the kid out here to try to soften it up. Oh, yeah. We're not falling for that, Draymond. No. No. We're not falling for it. Even though you're the new media, we're not falling for it. Bring your kid out to try to soften up. Real classy. Yeah. Good job, Boston. I had a guy do that one time who was a, a landscaper who came to the house because, you know, I paid a bunch of money to get weeds taken out. Like six weeks later, they're all back. And I call <laughs> him and I'm, you know, kind of angry. Like, you got to get over here. We got to talk about this. Brought his kid. He brought the kid to, so cushion, I wouldn't he, yell to, at to cushion the blow. So I told the That's kid. That's a veteran move. Do me a favor. Go play with the dog. Go play, with the, <laughs> go play with the dog so I can cuss your dad out. Exactly. Yeah. And then Draymond Green style. Then you also have the concern around Steph and the injury. I Listen, for people who are going to complain about the fact that it was called a flagrant on Horford, that was letter of the law uh, based on what That it was is. the right call. Yes. And that you was cannot... a seven-point swing, too, by the yes. way, because Otto Porter knocked down the three right there. And then on the next possession is when Steph hits the three for Golden State to take the lead late in the third. That was an incredible sequence of plays, and, and we don't give enough credit to Steph Curry and how great he is. No, we don't. I mean, the guy, the guy has a signature celebration for four-point plays. <laughs> One, two, two three. three. I mean, it's amazing that it happens that routinely for yeah. him. But that was a big, big sequence right there. But that's why I said the Marcus Smart three-pointer to come back and take the lead at the end of the third was a huge shot, and Boston needed that play. But what is the injury concern right now for Steph – with the ankle, which, listen, if he's that not That wasn't a dirty play by Al Horford, No, Wilson, absolutely by the way. not. Diving for the loose ball and landing no. on Steph Curry's ankle, that was not a dirty play. No, and I don't think Steph thought it was a dirty play, yeah. but it falls. But Draymond Green was complaining to the officials and Scott Foster that it was a dirty play because his teammates hurt. Now, listen, he fell to the ground in the area in which uh, Horford's leg was, and you have to clear a landing area for that guy to be able to come yeah, down. Yeah, on and the not shot, on on the shot, and there's yep. no question about it. But on the loose ball scrum that actually turned Steph's ankle later on, yeah, later on, that that's not a dirty no, play. No, Horford didn't even see Steph when he dove for. No, him. he was going for the ball, and that's competition. Here's Steph on the injury. I got caught underneath L. Obviously, uh, be some pain, but I'll be all right. Figure out how it feels tomorrow and get ready for uh, for Friday. Uh, same thing I did in Denver or uh, against Boston in the regular season, but I'll be. Uh, not not as bad. All right, you know you're going to get that from Curry. What does Steve Kerr say? Uh, no. You mean when they dove on the floor for the jump ball? Yeah. I, I kept him in the game. Right, and then you took him out at the two-minute mark. I took mark. him out with two minutes left because we were down by 14 points. So No concern for Steph moving forward. I didn't, I didn't say that. I just The injury didn't force him out of the game, but I took him out down 14 with two minutes left because we weren't going to catch up. Because we'll, we'll know more tomorrow. Because, exactly, more of those injuries you're going to feel it the day after, and it's going to be a lot worse than it's going to be in the moment. Well, one thing that's clear, they need Steph Curry in a big way in this series. Oh, yeah. This oh, guy's yeah. averaging over 31 points a game. Like, if they don't have Steph Curry at 
near 100%, then, then this could be the fat lady warming up. It could I, be Chris, getting ready to say goodnight for the Golden State I, Warriors. I, I, listen, I will say – it is the first No, time. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't waffle. No, 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 I'm no. Not no. Waffling. You're not waffling. You said the Golden State Warriors in six. You stand by it. I, I do stand you by stand it. You stand by it. I'm you not stand cheap. by it. They I'm gotta not... win three straight. You I have stand take by integrity. It. Don't question okay. take integrity. Be a fraud. Be a fraud. Do it. Be a fraud. I'm not gonna be a fraud. Be a fraud. You're we about know. to. You're, you're about, about to be a fraud. To. You're about to do you it. You whispered it. You whispered it during our pre-show meeting that all of a sudden, you're starting to waffle. Come on. Yeah, what was Stop that, waffling. Nuno? Like, yeah, he was he was saying that the Golden State Warriors are plus 185. And 185, yeah. He'd have a hard time taking it right now. And, and if he, had, like, and if and he then, had to bet the series, then he would probably bet Boston right now. Didn't he say that in the production meeting? Yeah, I, I mean, saying. he said it meekly, like a little, yeah. uh, uh, like he was afraid. But, yeah, he did say it. Yeah, it was a dust-up. I think <laughs> <laughs> it was a dust up. It was a dust up in we'll, our production meeting. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but at the same time, I think that uh, I think you're miscategorizing what, exactly how I was. We're mis- we're misremembering. Not misremembering, but you're you're just portraying it in a way. I think you remember how it went. So down. what you're saying is what you're saying is if you did have to bet the series today, that you're still going to bet on the Golden State Warriors. Didn't say that either. Greeny, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. We're talking about Baker Mayfield yesterday and how he should try to make nice with the Browns, and maybe the Browns would be better off if Baker was back this year because it might actually be their best chance to win on the field. Well, Browns aren't buying it. They have told Baker to stay home. You've been on this, and it feels like it has a lot more to do with relationships with players when you see what the reaction to Baker potentially being uh, in Cleveland was this past year, you know, from Odell having to get out of town, from the idea of him getting traded to Carolina, and Robbie Anderson wanted no part of it, and that seems to be weighing it a lot heavier than his actual ability on the field, which tells you Baker may just not be capable in their eyes of maturing and getting his act straight. Well, yeah, they've got a four-year sample size of knowing what Baker Mayfield is all about and being able to make some kind of definitive conclusion on what his sports character is and I'll say this I think the decision to not only trade for Deshaun Watson but to sign Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs as quarterbacks this offseason that to me is Andrew Barry their general manager empowering their head coach Kevin Stefanski because if you remember late last season 
Baker Mayfield came out and directly contradicted Kevin Stefanski when he talked about the in-house issues that need to be dealt with, that need to be cleaned up. Kevin Stefanski said, all is well here, nothing to see here. We're trying to focus on being able to win a game. Baker Mayfield came out and said something to the latter or to the opposite of that effect. So when you look at a quarterback who's supposed to be an extension of the coaching staff, an extension of the front office, somebody that's supposed to help set the agenda for the team, being so polarizing in his own locker room, I don't know that there was a way for them to move forward, even with a looming Deshaun Watson suspension. Baker Mayfield penning that, uh, that, that goodbye letter to the Cleveland fans and the plane dealer, that, that was the death knell. Everybody yeah. understood at that moment that this was going to be over. Now, you can have Baker Mayfield fans out there that, that say, well, it's not fair what they've done to Baker or last year wasn't his best year because of the injury. That may all well be true. But how you conduct yourself when you're dealing with that adversity, yep. how you point the finger at others, whether than being accountable for the lack of production on your end, I, I think that speaks louder than anything else you could do or say to a locker room. And in this instance, when you have to believe that at the very least for half a season, if not the entire season, they're going to be without Deshaun Watson. It speaks volumes that they would rather have those guys, who I think are inferior quarterbacks to Baker Mayfield in terms of their on-field ability, than Baker himself. But not everybody thinks it's the right thing to do. Here's T- Teddy Bruschi, ESPN NFL analyst. No, I don't think it's the right decision to make. Field, and I'll tell you why. Uh, well, unless they know how long Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended. I mean, because if it's a short suspension, you know, maybe Jacoby and Joshua Dobbs can hold the, hold the ranks for about four games. But I don't know why you would want to go into a season with only Jacoby Brissett, who can play back, who can play quarterback capably, yes, but Joshua Dobbs also, who's only attempted 17 passes in the league is there drama yes is it baker mayfield yes but to me that's it's something we talked about yesterday if i'm a player that is in that locker room can i get past the idea that baker is not somebody i want to be with for the long term but in the short term if we're trying to win this year is our best opportunity to do that no you can't because In the back of your mind as a player, you're always going to be thinking about Baker Mayfield and what his individual agenda is, which is setting himself up for the next opportunity. And that doesn't necessarily lend himself to making the best decisions or the best plays for the football team moving forward. So that's always a concern because quarterback is a leadership position by nature. And you have to be concerned with a guy that has shown that he doesn't necessarily have the ability to galvanize the entire locker room. It's actually quite the contrary. Yeah. This is a guy that splinters the locker room. This is a guy that keeps noise and distractions going on. From the OBJ beef to Jarvis Landry to Kevin Stefanski, it goes on and on and on. And so when you have that kind of presence in your locker room, I don't think it necessarily bodes well in terms of your team being able to focus on the task at hand week in, week out. I'm feeling worse and worse about his ability to save his career. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 